Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Yes. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Ooh, man, it's something weird feeling in the air. What is it? It's this because it's the same old song, but we're doing a brand new dance. That's right. Same old song, brand new dance with Stephen Bruni. Regardless of what may, what we may be facing, we have the power to transform our experience. When we replace the f- fear with love, all things are made new, and we can exclaim, everything is different, but nothing has changed. On this episode, Daryl and Ed are, are determined to see the world as a friendly place and encourage listeners to do the same. And during the second segment, heavenly tattooed Stephen Bruni joins the show to read and discuss the daily word uh, and this is the first guest who's ever been in a cornfield to join the show so i'm very excited about that yes stomach? <clears throat> no i heard a gurgle <laughs> quite a gurgle all that, right that was jeff comfort okay do we want to breathe first or yeah. read first no breathe okay let's breathe all right let's take a deep oh so the show is called same old song brand new dance that's right then it all stemmed from this idea I had. One day I was driving, and you know my new job has been bringing up different things in my head. And I was just went into this fantasy where I was telling my wife, "Wow, it's amazing! I had a great day. It's the same job, and all the same things are happening, but I'm not afraid of it anymore. The fear is gone, and that feeling of of recognizing that like we don't need to. I don't need to change the outside world. I don't need to change my conditions. I just if I could l- release the fear, then it would no longer, it would actually be heaven instead of hell. Yes. You know, so, and sometimes, like Daryl always says, it's the funny little things. That's why we do affirmations that are in other, you know, Florence Scoville Shin and Ponder. These people use these, what would you call it, like childlike? Childlike, childlike, because yeah. they almost sound silly, but that way your reasoning mind 
just lets it go right by because it thinks, oh, that's just silly. Right. But the good news is when it's silly, it slips past the critical mind and drops right into the subconscious where you want it to land. Right. And, you know, Jesus said we have to be like children to enter the kingdom of heaven. And he also said the kingdom of heaven is within and that it actually right now is the appointed time. So that means when we're feeling joyful, maybe silly, childlike, maybe we want to do a little dance because dancing and moving your body can do more good than acting out of fear and doing things fearfully that you're later probably going to have to undo or redo or you're going to notice, why did I do that? I didn't even need to do that. It was my fear because you know what they say, false evidence appearing real. It seems so real in the moment. But it is, uh, you'll, it, you'll always find out there was more to the picture that loving is more realistic. Yes. We're not talking about shadow dancing. We're no. talking about getting joyful out joyful dancing. dancing. So let's take a deep breath to clear our mind. What? Now's the chance. No, now's. Now's my chance to break out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's take a deep breath. Ah, break out and or break out in. Ooh, break out in, I think it is. All right, now is my chance to break out in dance. Ah, now is my chance to break out in dance. Ah, now is my chance to break out in dance. Thank you, angels. <clears throat> I, this is such, that's such a good one because when I'm in a classroom, because I'm encouraging students and encouraging other teachers, and support, you know, and that's my job nowadays. And um, if I'm going there, it's stiff, and I'm in a state of fear, like I've been at times. I'm not doing enough. Why am I here? Like, am I good enough? If I just start breaking out in a little shoulder shimmy, the kids will look at me and they'll start smiling, laughing, and the energy in the it room changes. It changes. Even when I, I notice, even when I sometimes jump in for teachers, I feel like what I'm doing is more like what we do on the show. Yes. Whether even if it's rounding by hundreds, I get excited about it. I'm, you know, I'm getting encouraging the kids. It really becomes a dance, yes. and it's true that when we're having fun, we really are the most effective. And yeah, fear, yeah, joy is the strength of the Lord. The, Emmett talks about fear. Yeah, you want to? Yeah. yeah. The, this is a great one. This was actually from today's reading. Yes. Because every morning we read out of inspirational books. Not together, of course. We're in our own separate homes. That's right. That's why a lot of people call. I mean, that's why uh, 12-step groups. Did you know this, Ed? Let's hear it. They refer to it as the fellowship of the spirit. Mm. Not because they use special words right. like jargon, but because... You know, just like any spiritual practice, right? We all we have to do it all by ourselves, but yeah. we don't do it alone. Ooh. That's the fellowship of the spirit. True. Meaning, I know Ed's doing his morning routine. I know our guest Stephen right. Bruni. He's doing his morning routine, and this is great when you're new to this. That's so true because it gives you the um, wherewithal to begin and continue because you know there are other people just like you. That are doing it as well. That's the fellowship of the Spirit. And like we've said many times recently, Silent Unity began as no phone yes. line. It was just Charles and Myrtle choosing a time in the evening to pray. 
and and asking readers of their material at that time uh, to join them wherever they were in their living room yes. at that same time for the fellowship of the spirit and and knowing that you don't have to be in the same room to be connected because in truth we are always connected. That's right. There's no distance in spirit. Also, That's right. That's um, right. we're actually recording this show right. on September 9th, oh, which yes. happens to be World Prayer Day, where right. churches all throughout the world, especially Unity, right. are spending or have their doors open for people to spend some time throughout the day to meditate on peace, love, unity. Wow. Yeah. That means we're in the fellowship of spirit with all of those people uh, right, right now. now. And all and all the people around the world aside from that who are just in their temple, mosque, living room, church, who are praying with us at their workplace. Yes. We're all in this together. So and also know, and it always reminds his students when he meditates, also know anytime you're meditating and praying, you're you're not doing it alone, even if it's not someone you know right. doing it at that time. You, we can guarantee that there are other people around the world at that very same moment right, right. that are also praying or meditating at that same time. Yes. And, and I could pretty much assume that we're all praying and meditating for essentially the same thing. Love, yes. unity, peace, prosperity, good health, right. success. Reconnect with our joy. Happiness. Our health. Yes. Yeah, like Love. Said, yes. So, from September 9th, this is Emmett Fox, Around the Year with Emmett Fox, and the title of the reading's Fear, Keywords in the Bible. And it says, the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the beginning of knowledge. This has mes- misled many people because the truth is that fear is entirely evil and is indeed the only enemy we have. You can heal any condition if you could get rid of the fear attaching to it. Mm. Trouble or sickness is nothing but subconscious fear outpictured in our surroundings. It is true at all times that we have nothing to fear but fear. How then do we account for the text quoted? The answer is that in the Bible, the fear of God means reverence for God, not fear in the usual sense of the word. Reverence for God is the beginning of wisdom. How do we show reverence for God? By seeing God everywhere, refusing to recognize anything unlike him, and by living the Christ life. Confidence is worship. You worship whatever you trust. Are you trusting more in fear or in God? What are you worshiping? That is the test. And then the Bible verse is, Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. And that's from Job chapter 22, verse 21. And remember, the definition of God is very brief. It's only three words in the Bible. Mm. And so when it says recognizing God everywhere in all situations, it says clearly that God is love. Right. So it's seeing love where the problem seems to be. Right. Seeing love flowing through those individuals Toward you, right? Or toward myself, right? Not just thinking I'm sending love there. Right. Hopefully they'll like me, or right. they won't get mad. Right? No, God is there. God is in each and every one of us. God is in the school. God is in your office. God yes. is in the person you're thinking of that you're intimidated by or upset right. with. Right. So when we see God there, we're actually awakening that God, that love within them that's so powerful, mm. and it gets 
it gets um, aimed back towards us because right. whatever we send out comes back. That's right. And it comes back multiplied. Yeah, we're opening that channel yes. so that it can flow toward us by, by first giving it in our mind. Uh, Alan Cohen in the book A Deep Breath of Life, which is another part of our Fellowship of the Spirit every morning, our morning routine. Uh, if, if you want to do a morning routine and you want some books to add to it, go to DarylNed.com. There's a reading list. If there's one thing you're not doing or, or if there's one thing you want to do consistently to stay in, uh, have the what we've found to have the best shot and what most teachers of all varieties will say is this taking time in the morning to do some inspired reading, do some meditation, which simply means sitting quietly Letting go of the, f- the focusing on the fears, the doubts, and the worries. Yes. Just breathe. Appreciate your body. Appreciate the room. And then write down some affirmative prayers, some new thoughts yes. that will inspire your day. And uh, one of the books we read from, like I said, is A Deep Breath of Life by Alan Cohen. And on June 11th, he has a reading called Fearless. This is just a small part of it. First, he quotes from The Course in Miracles. I am at home. Fear is the stranger here. Ah. Uh. Uh. Fear is not our ordained condition. Fear is not a reality. Because if it were, everyone would be afraid of the same things. And we all know that we're not. Some people are, everyone's afraid of something different. To live in fear is not natural. And neither is it our destiny. Our destiny is to live in peace and express joy. Dump fear by trusting life to provide for you as you live your truth. And he says, help me to see beyond the illusion of fear and walk in strength and freedom. Love is my nature. My trust manifests miracles. Yes, this is why Daryl and Ed are determined to see the world as a friendly place, because this past week we've both been overcoming right. um, this false idea that uh, that out there, or the people we're thinking of in situations that we find intimidating that you might not find you might not right. find intimidating not at all. Um, that somehow um, it's dangerous. And you know, the other day I was right because I want to be rid of this. Yeah, because I mean, this stuff would be easy if we walked into a room and said, "I'm going to be afraid of this." But it's more like triggers yes. old subconscious patterns inside of us, and you know, kind of springs out of the depths of our consciousness. What at the uh, probably least what we consider the least. Um, what would you call it? Like time, the last, you know, the least, um, what threatening? No, no, probably the most, it feels the most threat, least convenient time is what I was going to say. Those fears jump out oh, of yeah. our, our subconscious. One little thing, you could read something in the news or you could hear something from somebody or you can get an email or a text. And it's generally when we're stepping boldly in the direction of our good that like, yeah. what, like a uh, foreign school machine would say, like the old aliens of our subconscious, those thoughts are being put out. They're actually on their way out, but they can feel really intense at times. Yeah, and they don't feel like subconscious. They feel like they're actually perceiving reality as the truth, but it's not. So um, I've been digging, uh, not really, but these ideas, when you start asking to be relieved of of these defective ways of thinking that you know now, I'm done with this. I do not want this in my subconscious anymore. Right. Well, what happens is, it starts becoming revealed to you what it what the underlying problem is. Right. And I could say, you know, these subconscious ideas were planted by my father years ago or by, you know, or you could yeah. say your mom. But the fact of the matter is, I need to 
rid myself of it today. Right. So I was. I, so I finally right. got, the other day it came so clear. Putting my father out of the picture. Yes. And I jot down in my journal. That's a little picture of me on the couch. Yeah. If you go to Facebook Live and you can hear the um, first, you know, this first segment, and you can see Daryl's journal. So anyway, this is what I jotted down. This was just the other day, Ed. I think this was the seventh. Yeah, it was. By the way, that's on the fan page for funniest thing with Daryl and Ed on Facebook. If you're looking for it. Yeah. So I wrote this. I I, I realized it was this for me. It's always been about attempting to overcome the idea that they don't love me. Now, I'm talking about right, any situation right. where I'm feeling intimidated. It could be people at the customer service where I got to do a return and right. I don't have my receipt. Right. You know, the the real underlying idea from, from me is they don't love me. Right. And I've been able to, like, aim, love at them and bless the situation. But it became clear what goes on with this fear. And once you can identify what's going on with the fear... It's easier to see it as just BS. So I realized it's always been about attempting to overcome the idea that they don't love me. So I either must be careful not to do something that'll upset them. Right, right. Or do something to impress them and benefit them enough to love me. Right. So this actually... This, All based on this illusion we're yes, projecting that yes. they don't love. Like we're telling ourselves and believing that. That's I just want to help people uh, point yes. that out about what you're saying when yes. you're writing this. Yeah. So what this taught me as a boy, when you think nobody loves you, I mean, your parent or your father doesn't like you. Right. And then you don't want to do, th- you got to tiptoe around because you don't want to do anything that'll set them off. Right. And then you're trying hard to do things to win their approval. We had an episode with Will Rubio. Rubio, He talked about this called Covert Contracts. Right. And so it taught me, very young age, of A, I'm not good enough as is, and B, I had to be sneaky. Because I always had to be careful not to set you off, and also what can I do to you know, to win your approval, and we know this is happening. Like we know it's some something that's just a replay yes. of something from our past. Yes. When it feels like I, I had that awareness at work that I was like, okay, I understand this is causing me stress, but this is feeling like life and death. Yes, you that's know? the problem. Yeah. Yes, it feels so awful and real. Yes, yeah, and that's what we're talking about. Like, because a little bit of stress. Oh, how am I going to figure this out? That's one thing we're we're all going to encounter that sometimes. Yes. But when it's like this irrational thing that comes up and like. You know, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and what it causes me to do as a grown-up is it makes me afraid to ask for what I really want. Right. Because they might get upset. Right. Or go out of my way to do things so, you know what I mean? Yeah. To not impress them, but so they feel like, wow, he's really a nice guy. I should be nice in return. Right. And you know what I heard yesterday in that training I went to at school, which is uh, interesting what? to add to this, that... Whether someone's threatening to hit us or whether someone's shaming us and telling us, leave the classroom or go to your room, it, it lights up the exact Whoa. same place in our brain. I believe it. Science has shown that the same place in our brain reacts the same way. So that so like don't don't underestimate just, oh, but it wasn't really that bad. It's just, you, it's just addressing and honoring the way the things that you right. feel so that you can move through them. But there is a solution. So yes, the solution that's the good news. Is Thank goodness that we've come to rely on this idea of a higher power, of a God that works right. according to our belief, because then yes. we could do affirmations and denial. So I wrote myself this. I wrote, today I cast out this defective pattern in my subconscious once and for all, Yeah, and it is replaced with God's complete love through all I meet, 
think of and see yes. towards me. Right. I am love and I am loved. I have fun because I, all I imagine, all I imagine, meaning all situations, people, Ed, I imagine loving me. And that allows me to be free. Today I'm free to be loved as I make the conscious decision to take the time to imagine love from all who come to mind or I'm about to meet with today or later or even in mind toward me. It's okay to imagine this because... Because you may go, well, that's silly. How you can? How do you know they love you? Well, how do I know they hate me? I mean, it's just. It's, well, I mean, if you just want to make it scientific, yeah. well, then what's the what's the more uh, practical use uh, is to imagine love. And the, the the great news is, imagining love has way more power to transform without me saying a word. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. Actually, scientifically, love is our nature. The only time we act fearfully, judgmentally, is when there's a like a cortisol, this chemical going, of stress going through our brain. Oh wow! That's not na- natural. Our natural state is love. So when I we're like affirming this. our that other people love us, we're actually tapping into a truth that no matter what anyone actually thinks in the moment, the deeper, truer part of who they are is loving. And they're going to respond to that. And so by us recognizing it exactly, we're going to respond to it. Let me read this real quick. This is part of from Emmett Fox. This just spoke to me when I, we were getting ready for yes. the show. Daryl was getting the computer set up. And it was funny. I was like, I need to get a new Emmett Fox book because there is no more cover. I don't even have January 1st and 2nd, so I'm going to order a new um, edition. You can make one. I know. I did that, but even that's gone now. (laughs) But anyway, this spoke to me. It said, let God have your burden. Yes, thank you. Once you have contacted the power within and have allowed it to take over your responsibilities for you, it will direct and govern all your affairs from the greatest to the least without mistakes. The government shall be upon his shoulder. Ah. You're tired and driven and worried and weak and ill and depressed because you've been trying to carry the government upon your own shoulder. The burden is too much for you, and you've broken down under it. Now immediately you hand over your self-government. That is the burden of making a living or of healing your body or erasing your mistakes to the child. He, the tireless one, the all-powerful, the all-wise, the all-resourceful, assumes it with joy, and your difficulties have seen the beginning of the end. Cast thy burdens upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. You know, I was just thinking about when, right before the show, I was going to, I didn't tell you, Sterile, but I found out yesterday, and my son let me know that he goes to Cal Berkeley. He just got into that school. He's, they just, that just got ranked number one school in our country. It's the first public school in the history of these listings to actually get number awesome. one. What a coincidence. What's amazing, though, is the way he got in there was just following his joy. We never made him do things to pad his resume. He just did what was joyful for him. Maybe he tried this club. Maybe he tried this sport. You know, he did very well in school, but it was never coming from that cortisol fear. They're not going to accept me. I'm not lovable or worthy. Well, that's because you weren't putting that on him either throughout his whole life. You were like, you better do this. You better do that. Otherwise, college. Right. And then then he got into Berkeley as a last second thought that tickled his brain. He applied. He almost didn't apply. And now, and people were saying, "Oh, he should have—he should have done this trick and that trick. He could have got oh. into a better school." And some people were like, "How did he get into that school?" And all I was just thinking, he's just in the flow of his yes. life, being himself. And he got there, and now that turned into the number one school. So that's just an amazing thing that can happen 
when we don't listen to the voices of concern that think they're yes. the right about how to get things done. Whether they're coming from our own mind or others. Yeah, oftentimes, especially when they're coming from our own mind. That's where it really matters. And then, some reason, I started thinking about regarding fear. You know the story in the Bible? There's a storm on the sea. They're in a boat. Yes. Jesus is sleeping. It's my favorite. Right? Yes. And so... They wake up, and that's the that is the uh, metaphor for fear, right? Yes. They're like the stormy seas of the mind. Yes. So the disciples are like, Jesus, Jesus, wake up! We're scared. What are we going to do? Yeah. So Jesus wakes up. <laughs> he calms the storm. He's like, Why did you wake me for that? You could have done it yourself. Yes. What I just realized about that story is one thing: when we're in the midst of fear, we have to awaken the Christ mind within us. Yes. Because it's we have fallen asleep to the Christ mind. We have wow. lost touch with it. That's what, for some reason, I was just washing my hands in the restroom. This went through my head. And the second thing is, once we've awakened the Christ and faced this thing that's a dragon to us, or maybe it takes a few times, we don't need to, we don't even have to go to that Christ within us because it becomes matter of fact. Yes. We, we, can, our, we can use our mental faculties to handle something because the Christ is just putting out the fears and the fires that we're imagining. Yes. And giving us more courage and power, you know. Yes. But once we've learned, we're we're going to look back on things that we fear and go, just like you know, we we did when we were younger. We're going to, why did we ever fear that? Uh, you can I do that from week to week. I'm like, why was I even worked right. up over that? So it's the same song, but yeah. now like me going into a classroom as a veteran teacher, it's the same song, same kids that used to freak me out um, in some ways. But now it's like I enjoy because I learned certain things about how to teach and. I realized most people, when they're under stress as teachers, they go faster. They think they don't have enough time, but really, they need to just yeah. slow down, give themselves more time, think aloud, let yes. the students know if you have some, if you're not sure, bring them into the discussion. And I think it just reminds me that when we're afraid, we try to go faster. We think we don't have enough time. We're trying to, you know, like come from coming from that tense place, and that actually is the great illusion. Those are the times where. We're best suited to slow down, and that's where it's best to listen to a podcast, to call a friend like Daryl. Open, crack open one of these spiritual books and read a page. Call silent unity. Yeah, all of these things because they slow us down. Because the truth is, when we're in fear, as as rational as it feel, as rational as it feels, and as logical as it feels, it always turns. It's logical only in that we're looking at a tiny piece of the picture, yeah. and there, and using our logic in that tiny piece, but we're not oh. really taking in all the good that's available to us. And so by stepping back and realizing we are always divinely supported, and I need to hear this right now just as much as anyone out there, we are always divinely supported. We don't need to run away from our job or our life because we're always going to take our consciousness with us. But we can go to that same song, the same job with a new dance. Because yes. think about, just take a moment to imagine if that same situation didn't trigger the fear within you, would it really be something you needed to run away from? No. No. Coming up next, Heavenly Tattooed. Stephen Bruni joins the show to read and discuss the Daily Word from 1966. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio.
You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Welcome back to the second segment. You know, it's still the same old song, but we're doing a brand new dance today. Yes, we are. And uh, there's a great book called Thoughts for a Friend by Foster McClellan. The great part about Unity Churches is that they have lending libraries, and uh, that's where we got this one, and uh, from Unity of the West Side. Some yeah. of the books they lend us never make their way back. Well, just a long-term lend. <laughs> All right. This reading's called Love is the Magnet. We can never fully describe the love of God. It must be felt through the heart. Love is the drawing power of the mind. It is the magnet of the universe, the great magnet of God. When we establish ourselves in the consciousness of divine love, we set free a natural, equalizing, harmonizing force. We have been, been unaware of this force at times, for it has been dammed up in our minds by human limiting thoughts. We can proclaim today, I will see all things through the eyes of divine love. I will draw to myself a new life of good. It will happen, my friend. That's exactly what you wrote. Yeah, enjoying. it will happen. Yeah. And speaking of friends, we want to thank our listeners who all feel you all feel like friends to us. Yes. And thanks for sending us uh, letters. You could send letters if you like uh, to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Yes. You could also go to our website, which is DarylNed.com. And just hit the contact tab and send us yes. a quick email. We actually uh, see everything that gets sent to us. We don't have a big, uh, what do you call it, team? That's right. <laughs> we have, yeah, the team is Daryl and Ed. Yeah, so uh, whatever you send us, you know it gets right to us. Yes. We also, at this time, love to thank someone who's listened to every single episode, whether he wanted to or not. That's right. Jeff Comfort, the chief engineer, our favorite audio file. Yes. And every week he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Shout out to the prayer line, 800-NOW-PRAY or 800-669-7729. Now, it's been around for uh, over 125 years. Right. And we use it all the time. There's also an app. It's you. Pray. That's the letter U. The word pray. It's yes, free. I use and, that all the time. Also. Oh, you could t just the just by texting. You don't even have to call if you feel right. intimidated. Although calling really That's affirms the TNT for it, sure. Yeah, because you're really getting over that hump yes. of being afraid to ask for something. But right, right. that's okay. Text them. You could text. And something about even texting yes. what you desire in prayer right. starts waking up the Christ within that Ed was talking about in the first segment. Yeah, that's and th true. I, I used it with my father-in-law when he had to go into He He fell, hit his head. He had some dizzy spells. You know, he had already, that's something that's affected him in the past. But, you know, it gave me something to do in the moment. I yeah. let my wife know. I sent the prayer over. They gave me an affirmative prayer. And it's just so good to feel like you're doing something constructive. Yeah, and it really is constructive. Yes. Prayer does change things. Yes. And speaking of prayer does change things, we also read from the Daily Word every day. Yes. I've been doing it for over three decades. Ed's been doing it for a very long time as well. 
You can subscribe at dailyword.com. It's very inexpensive, just a few cents a day. I mean, if you're not worth a few cents a day, then. I know. You can read it there for free every day if you yeah. want to go that right, way, route online. And I have to give a shout out to the message of hope. We haven't shouted at them out in a while, but Chico. Yes. One of our blind listeners. Yes. Messaged us. And he wow. said he talked about how great they are. They provide free uh, daily words in Braille to people and, and underserved people that, that need the daily word. Thank and he, goodness. He said how much he loves Message of Hope and, we just, and how much they've helped him. So I just wanted to shout out to Message of Hope. I knew that, too. We, we used to shout him out every show. And I said, well, you know what uh, happened? Because there's a show on Unity Online Radio that right. that, took, that what uses call, that hijacked that name, and it's right. a, and it's about talking to ghosts. Yeah, so we didn't want to do that because people thought we were refer. Even Jeff Comfort thought we were referring uh, to that referring show. to the show. Right. So, but what was amazing was I had the intuition like, if we if there's a reason for us to do it again, we'll know. And uh, so Chico wanted the shout out, and I love it because now I have an inspired reason to shout them out. I mean, we actually met. You remember that lady's name with that dog Marley? No, the, I just know the they dog. They recognized our voice. Yeah, the seeing eye dog that walked right into me. Yeah, and, and then they heard our voice and they recognized us from the show. So that was so cool. Well, the Daily Word, if you order it, the paper version comes to your house. That's just a few cents a day. Or you can get the digital one. Or like Ed said, you could just go to dailyword.com or even our website and on the homepage. Yeah. It, it refreshes. You can read yeah. today's Daily Word for free. You can get the large print version, which I do. It's just a giant, a bigger version. Daryl likes the regular one for his pocket. Yeah. And uh, someone else who reads the Daily Word, who practices this stuff every day, he's a tattoo artist, he's a crazy welder, he's actually a visual artist, uh, does painting and such as well. Um, he likes. He can be seen in some of the hippest clubs, uh, fitness clubs of Los Angeles, hanging from the rafters, pulling tractor tires around with his buddies, heavy ropes and such. And uh, he's a sweet man, we always love having him around, you love him as well, his name's Stephen Bruni. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing? Oh, man. Oh, we're so glad you decided to uh, make an appearance. Tune in from the East Coast. Yes, that's right. Why don't you let our listeners where you're calling in from? Today I'm calling in from Vincent, Indiana. Cornfield. It's got to be some kind of capital or something. They're everywhere. Right. Is, that, is, this, is this a welding job you're doing out there? It is. It is super funny that you guys were talking about jobs and everything, et cetera. And, and, uh, you know, no coincidences. Uh, the topic is right on hand with where I'm at. So it's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So do you, do you want to share any thoughts you had since uh, you've been listening the whole time, things that you, that has brought up for you? Sure. Uh, I don't know if you guys are anything like me, but I always tend to think I know the definition of every word that I hear. You know, I, I, I think to myself, oh, I know what that means. And then I look it up and I thought, oh, maybe I don't really know exactly what that means. Oh, we love that. Um, yes, we like doing that because we go through the same thing. Yes. Usually, the definition usually turns out to be better than what we imagined. Right. I agree. So the the, the, the reading that Daryl had started with, the Emmett Fox, um, I read that, read that this morning <clears throat> that said reverence for God is the meaning of fear. And my mind always tells me, oh, I know exactly what reverence means. And then I, when you guys were reading, I thought, oh, probably a good time to look that up. Ooh, and the I first like definition says honor or respect felt or shown. And I thought to myself, oh, that's such a great way of putting it, to honor or to respect. And, and, and going back to the definition that Daryl said of God, that God is love, then it's my, my, um, 
you know, duty to respect and honor what love looks like in all areas of my life. And, and that was kind of what, 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 what kind of got brought to my mind. And, uh, you know, I, I was kind of on the same thing with the, the, the same song, different dance. And, and, uh, you know, I took some time off from this job and I was doing, I was tattooing in, in, in LA for the last few months. And then I came back to this job and, and God seemed to place some dis- divine discontentment in me. And, and, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, I was kind of grumpy at work and I thought, you know, I'm going to start focusing on my other career at home. And, um, you know, I thought of that old adage that, that the one thing I get to choose every day is my attitude and that kind of dictates the day. So the next day I went in and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to be light on my feet. I'm going to be easy. And, and, and I could, I could see all the guys that worked for me. I could see from the day before their attitude was based on my attitude and it was kind of seeping into all the guys that I work with. And then the next day when I could be lighter and easy, the attitude of everybody else was light and easy and followed. And that's how I can show the reverence to God in, in, in this area and where I'm at in life is by, by honoring that and showing respect to that, that love idea, showing that respect to the idea of just being light on my feet and, and watch the job still be the job, but the dance be a little different. I, wow. am, I am so glad you brought that up because we left out that benefit um, in the first segment, or or you just drove it home, and it's it was it was like the missing ingredient to make this episode perfect. Yes, because the fact is, folks, what Stephen just said, and that is when we make the conscious choice to do to go forth with the lighter attitude of yes, you know what? I'm just going to practice love here. Oh, right. Ed, you got it. Okay, this leads right into a game Ed played yes. the other day that yes. helped me. But what I wanted to highlight here is the circumstances. They're the same, and we mean everything's changed. It's not just our attitude. What gets reflected back to us changes. Like you were saying, your crew members seem to have a more jovial, and you know what I mean, more their, their attitude or how things came together from what I picked up from what you said seemed a lot more in line with what you would prefer at work than right. when you had the attitude the day prior. And it's the same with me. Right. I mean, we really, life really is our looking glass and that is the ultimate benefit. And you could experiment with this. Yes. Cause the other day when I came to that conclusion, when I did my walk up the hill, I normally just imagine myself emitting love to everybody on my walk. Right. And you know, I'll see responses. Well, this time I said, I'm going to imagine these people that they love me. Mm. Like, I don't have to win them over with my love right. first. And let me yes. tell you, people were smiling, talking, uh, asking me questions, you know, out of the blue, you know, friendly questions about the hike and where I we were. It. Yeah. But Ed did a game the other day, and it helped me. I can't wait for you to share it again, because I, I, I never get tired of hearing this since you told me about it. Right, right. Because I was, like, like Stephen said, I was experiencing a lot of like divine discontent i would say at work and so i did two things one i allowed myself to consider is this where i want to be i actually started looking i've been for fun i looked at some job sites i even talked to uh, the head of special ed about another position on sunday and then or monday or whatever it was and then but the thing was i woke up on tuesday morning it was time to go back to school after the labor day weekend and i was like shook kind of in the inside i was putting too much energy into getting away and almost cursing my job. And I realized the other half of it is to bless the situation I'm in. And like Stephen said, walk lightly to be the example of the light that I want to see. So um, 
So that day I made a game for myself. And it, it came from being so stressed. I realized I like having a job. I like having the, 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 the income. I like – I don't want to like do something extreme where all of a sudden I pull that part out from under me. You know, that there's a part of me that – that wants to – if there's another thing I'm going to do, I want it to be kind of the next, the logical next step. So I realized i got to get back into blessing the situation. And the game that really helped me was n- there's nothing – nothing I do today has anything to do with my self-worth or anyone else's. I'm not allowed to tell myself negative things based on what I'm doing or not doing. I play this game. It's like a game and catch myself. And see what happens when what new answers start coming when I eliminate questions of my self-worth. So when I don't dwell in self-pity, negativity. And one of the affirmations, I gave it to you. Yes, this is a great one, me, folks. During that day, this is what's so amazing. Dwelling on the negative, being down on myself, actually cuts me off from the solutions. And then I see, I noticed I was walking around like the sad sack and people go, how are you doing? Oh, well, you know. And so I would just be tapping into that <laughs> yes. from them. Not and so I love what Stephen said about being light. So I started affirming I'm no matter what, like I had to just override my rational mind. I'm doing my job and I'm doing it well. Yeah. So anytime I'm on campus, I'm doing my job and, and even when I'm not, if those fears come up, I'm doing my job and I'm doing it well. And it's amazing. I was doing it on my walk. I was going, I'm doing my job and I'm doing it well. Right. So it's so taking out this question of self worth, of worthiness, I realized my worthiness can't come from a job. My joy can't even come from a job. My joy comes from within me. My job is to bring the joy wherever I go. Well, and I also thought after after all that happened, my, my, my next immediate thought was, you know, the reason that I wanted to focus more at home on, on tattooing and doing that is because it brings me more joy. Right. My next, well, I still have to be here for another 15 days. Right. So what... How can I find the joy in this situation? It might right. not be the same joy, but why am I going to short myself on 15 days of joy? That just doesn't make any sense. It would just it would be compounding the misery that I don't want to be here. Yes. So instead, I can fight. I can be easy. I can show joy. Other people are joyous. Other people are joking and laughing. And then it just makes the days kind of just go by smoother and more fun. So why would I choose to do the opposite? Right. You know what? You're reminding me of something. This might you might identify with this. A while back, I had a job um, as a doorman at a hotel in New York City, and the job was, you know, I mean, it wasn't the job I thought was going to be my career, my ultimate career choice. I mean, I made was making a good living, but because I was doing something creative, I was making a little documentary on my free time. That just like you with your tattooing. Like even the time at work when it was downtime, instead of me starting to go, ah, why am I at this job? You know, you know what I mean? I went to yes, art school and this yes. is where I'm working. But because I had that other creative outlet that I loved, you know, similar to your tattooing now, this was like that for me then. Right. That those dead hours, I would start thinking, ooh, I would start having those wonderful right. thoughts of doing the editing that needed to be done on the project that I was working on. It it, helped, it brought that feeling of delight in yes. into my present, you know, where I was standing right there on 57th Street when a guy pulled up complaining that I gave him a bad umbrella when he walked out last time. And now I'm going, oh, I'm sorry, sir, here's a new one. Yes. Because I was feeling, I was waking up the the delight within me that I had for another totally unrelated creative endeavor and, right. it, and it was bringing joy to this situation yeah i think the joyous spillover yes it spills over 
Right. And, you know, I think it takes out, it takes away that black and white, uh, all or nothing thinking that, because I think this is what often causes me pain. Like if I'm doing this, it means I'm not doing that instead of sure, sure, sure. this doesn't have anything to do with that. This is just a job I'm doing right now. I'm, I am doing that. That That's right. is growing. I am getting better at that. Like, because we get more of what we think. So by cutting the cord that those things are like, this means I'm not doing that, by cutting that and realizing that that's not true at all and just going, this is just a job like you. I'm going to go light. I'm going to bring love to everyone. Why am I taking this so hard? It actually makes it easier for us to then transition to the next thing, whatever that's going to be. Oh, and I can guarantee you this, Bruni. You ready for it? Bring it. Okay. Now, he's. I just want to let our listeners know. Stephen is a, uh, I call him Bruni because that's his last name, but uh, he is a welder. And let me tell you something. This is not something anyone can do. I mean, I know artists. Right. We have an artist, Joe Williams, who uses metal. Listen, man, it is an art form. You may think these guys, oh, he's a welder. Let me tell you something. These guys are artists. You, I mean, it, there's technique. Yeah. That you really need to know how to do, or things are not going to stick together right. for very long. Or you can seriously hurt yourself or somebody else. But this is the thing. When I'm, a lot of the time, Stephen, I got to take a break from the, the artwork that I love doing. Like I do a lot of pen and ink. Right. And if I keep doing that, keep doing that, keep doing that, even though I love it, Something starts to deplete. It's like rotating crops. It's like you gotta let yeah. you gotta let the that that pasture or that crop or that land lay fallow and plant something different. And you're actually being forced by God's will, you know, whatever you want to call it, to now practice this art form for a little while. And yeah, you might be. I mean, this art form you probably are so used to doing it. You know, it's easy to think, oh, I could do this in my sleep, but yet. While you're doing this, your tattooing is improving. I can guarantee that. Oh, yep, no doubt. Stepping away from it. Yes. Fresh look. Yes. We've talked, we talked before, the fresh set of eyes on, a, on, a, on an old art piece. Kind of the same theory. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's all good. And it's just how do I, how do I enjoy the dance? Because that's what's here today. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and then that, that's always the idea, right? Like you said in the beginning, Daryl, right? Like the... If, if, if joy is the strength of the Lord, then, then if I'm not practicing joy, then I'm not honoring that. I'm not using that reverence that we right. talked about in the beginning if I'm not observing that in my current standing. In my right. current standing, always where I'm supposed to be because this is where I'm at. Right. And then you think if Lord means law, so joy is the strength of the law. So when you're in joy, then you're working with this divine law, which is going to take you closer and you know further towards your good your good is going to come in on those calm waters and you know one of the things that when you just said that that really helped me because i realized for teaching teaching for me is often like these trainings it's taught as almost like this like equation this technical thing but for me it's an art form It it is a dance and that's what helped me with surfing too when i realized it's not a sport to me it's more like going dancing it's something like that so when i look at it through that lens that really helps me because it's something that they don't like teaching going back to that they don't often talk about it but i love it and it, when i'm in the zone and i don't have all that stress and weight it really does put me in a very similar zone to anything else i love doing and when we're not recognizing that joy or looking to feel the joy in my current situation or yes. like saying or discounting it as cheap in this because this is serious this matter. Right, right. Well, then what I'm doing, according to that statement, and I could feel it, even if I never read that Bible verse. Right. When I ignore the joy or choose not to look for it or feel it or bring it. Right. 
there is I'm zapped of strength. Right. I feel depleted. I feel weakened, and I feel overwhelmed. Right. Oh, daily word time. Oh, daily word. I have to tell you, I'm very excited about this, considering that it's from 1966. Yeah. I don't know where you guys came from, but uh, it's a good one. Oh, a fan uh, uh, sent us a bag of. Uh, he, he found it on eBay. eBay. Kirk Chelson, our friend and. Um, a, a listener, and he's been on the show. Uh, he sent us through eBay a big bag of 1965-1966 uh, daily words. And 1946 and 86. Oh, wow. Yeah, in the new batch, right? All right. All right. Let me read this. Um, Monday, March 1966. Okay. The journey of today is one of happiness, joy, and fulfillment. This is the day for me to live. I do not put off happiness by thinking that I can be happy only when everything is just right. I remember that life gives to him who gives himself to life. I live in today, remembering much, but letting go of the past. Doing the best I can about everything, but not condemning myself for failing to do more. Appreciating what is there is to be enjoyed and facing what what there is to be faced in the faith that God is good and that his good is at work in me and in my life. I live today to its fullest. I think of myself as a traveler on a journey, blessed with all that I need for success and happiness. I give thanks that there is all of good at hand and that there is only good to look forward to, health and happiness, joy and fulfillment. This is indeed the day that the Lord has made, a day for me to live, a day for me to do my best, and a day in which to rejoice. Wow, what a great one. Mm. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. the Bible there yeah. is, and he said unto them, Verily I say unto thee today, thou shalt be with me in paradise. Luke twenty three forty three. Oh, man. Wow. These, these older ones, they aren't afraid to kick you right upstairs into the attic, right? It's yeah, so good. You know when they say that this is the day the Lord has made? Like, that's been said solemnly so many times. But when you think that the Lord means the law of ever-increasing good, this is the day that the law of ever-increasing good has made for me to live. I gotta, If I trust that law, then I'm in paradise now. Relax. Yes. We're already in paradise. Relax. Stop telling yourself ghost stories. It's time for a brand new dance. Speaking of brand- and if, you trust, if you trust that, why would anything but joy be the outcome of that? Yeah. Right. And why would I fret anything? Because I'm always looking forward to the good that's right here, right now, and coming right. at any moment to drop in my lap. This I'd have is- to say, every time I get anything custom made, there's always joy around that. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's a great uh, framing of that. Um, Stephen, we thank you for your time, for joining us. Our fans love you, our listeners. And uh, hold, hang tight for a, a couple minutes while we wrap up the show. We got a story from TMZ. Uh, we're not sure if it's true. But oh, oh, yes. Go ahead. Share this here. Go By ahead. the way, if you're, you think you're a fan of the show, remember you're really a fan of the principles because this stuff isn't true. Because Daryl and Ed say it's true. That's it's true for because sure. it's principles. And when Stephen talks, we're talking about principles. They work for everybody. So anyway, okay, here's this, this story from TMZ. When Stephen was a young man, before he was heavenly tattooed, and you know, before he learned all these principles. He was, uh, you know, in his high school class. One day early in his senior year of high school, his teacher noticed he was looking gloomy. Paused her lesson and asked Stephen, Dear, what seems to be the problem today? Stephen looked up with puppy dog eyes and said, 
My mother's in the hospital and my dad's at the police station. Oh, dear God, that's terrible. You should be at home dealing with these things. I'll give you an early dismissal. The teacher handed Stephen an early dismissal slip and off he went, visibly delighted. A few minutes after the exchange, another student familiar with Stephen raised his hand and asked why he got to leave school early. The teacher was disappointed and said, Michael, Stephen's mom is in the hospital and his father is at the police station. We need to be understanding of his situation. The student hesitated but then responded, Ah, yeah, but that's because his mom's a nurse and his dad's a police officer. <laughs> oh, my God, that's terrible. How, how did you turn into the, I don't know, did he go to school with Bowser from Sean? <laughs> All right, quick mailbag. We had um, someone on the, who enjoyed the podcast, Nick St. Germain, said, uh, listen only if you enjoy being happy. Wow. These, yeah, these guys know what is up. All love, truth. Laughter and learning. Oh, who is this? Wow, look at the hair on that blonde fella. Who is it? Hall and Oates. It's Hall and Oates. Oh, man. You ready? Yeah. You want to sing it? I, I don't know. How's it go? Uh, God, God will do anything that you want. God will do anything that you want. But God can't go for that. No, no, no can't do. God oh. can't go for that. No, no. no. God, no so, wait, so wait, so God can't go for our negative thinking. That's right. And we were our complaining. To set this up. We didn't really rehearse that with the boys. Sorry, Hall and Oates. Get out. Oh, we don't have time for you guys to sing anymore. We'll, br- we'll bring you back on another time. Visit DarylNed.com. Stephen Bernie, we love you. To find easy links to everything we do. And thanks again for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on but Unity God can't go for that. No, no. No, no can. Do. God can't, can't go, go for, for that. that. No, 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 no can do. God can't go for that. No, no, no can do. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 